Alright. Oh, you don't start recording now. <laughs> oh, we start recording now. We're, we're right. on a time limit tonight, Trevor. Well, at yeah. least I caught it this time. You guys didn't nice. fool me for a minute and a half. I know. Very sad about that. Welcome to Off the Crossbar. It's episode 19. Wow. And MLS is we're about to graduate into being, uh, no, no longer being a teenage podcast anymore. We can buy tobacco products now. Uh, we should raise the price to, uh, or not the price, the uh, age of that. Oh, did they? I don't know. I thought I some know. states moved up to 21. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> Almost. I think that's a good thing. A couple more weeks for us, and then we can get back at it. Yeah. Uh. Well, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, guys. MLS is officially MLS. back. We're recording this while it's back. MLS is back, and it's booming. Uh, Dom Dwyer is out here sending people into the hospitals that are completely full of COVID patients because he doesn't know how to, he straight up just, uh, someone on inter Miami had to be EMT'd off the field because Dom Dwyer shot an elbow into someone's neck and throat and the dude couldn't breathe. So hopefully he doesn't rules. (laughs) You could, you, I'd be surprised if it, (laughs) if it weren't. Wait, There's an argument to be made both ways, Matt. Oh boy! Yeah, We've the fact that Dom Dwyer somehow on this podcast. Yeah, the fact that Dom Dwyer somehow still manages to be on the field as much as he is. Um, yeah did he did he get a card for that? He may have gotten a yellow, but uh, that was like the third or fourth elbow he'd thrown. Um, um, and, let's see. Andy Williams tweeted about it. Um, well, he quote tweeted. Um, who was it? Was it uh, Matt Doyle? Yeah, Matt Doyle said, really tired of Dwyer's accidental elbows. He's already gotten Reyes in the back and kidneys in the first half. Andy Williams quote tweeted and said, rinse and repeat every game. So things are back. (laughs) back. It's nice to have something superficial to be angry about. Yeah, that's like if he actually goes to the hospital, he's got non superficial concerns. And that's something worth actually caring about. Right. Dom Dwyer uh, notably does not have a yellow card this game. So, <laughs> jeez, sounds about right. Cool. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so what's new, everyone? So I changed the name of the segment from okay. Social Hour to the Witching Hour, which I learned is midnight after I wrote that. But uh, I didn't uh, change it. I like that. I like it. I like this being the Witching Hour. Um, we're so all a bunch of witches. first up, first up in the witching hour, what's up, Kyle? So you guys want to, you guys want to hear my update? Yes. Hey, Kyle, what's up? All right, guys. So I'm, I feel bad, but I'm, I'm still looking for a regular job. So I'm not, I don't want this to be my full-time job forever. Although it has been fun boys. Um, I need to turn this into like more of a side gig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more of a side hustle. Simple. Yeah, side hustle. So I've been doing interviews today. Had a weird interview, um, a good interview, I guess. But it was like, oh, that's good. It was, it was a ton of people applied to give you an idea of what the job market's like. I applied for this job that um, a friend knew of the position being a thing. His wife works there, and he got me um, bumped up the list a little bit. But apparently, this position had like over two hundred applicants, which is just cool. absurd. Um, yeah for one spot yeah oh so they (laughs) so the next round after the initial application was to utilize the app marco polo have you guys oh yeah i'm familiar with marco i basically did a marco polo interview where they had a list of questions they wanted me to like talk through so i did a marco polo interview um that sounds excruciating it was supposed to be like very speaking as as if you're speaking to a friend or whatever. So I uh, definitely went, it's like an, an, an app, this company, they make like an exercise app type thing. But anyway, so I, you know, really opened up my five head and uh, went on a hike to, <laughs> to Lake Mary and did my Marco Polo interview up there. And oh, that's uh, great. Which was impressive to them apparently. So yeah, Got another interview with them, so that's good. Um, what else? You didn't uh, wear that shirt while you did that, did you? No. My, the, did the you wear a false shirt? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. That would have been funny, though. Um, 
yeah i did not it went yeah so, so, so that was good other than that um just chilling you know trying to stay isolated carly and i are just chilling here um covid numbers are picking right back up we hit a yeah. new daily record today we're hit oh, we, 700 we blew we hit, the record out of the water yeah like it wasn't 700 close. now so that's cool uh <laughs> just trying uh, to, yeah i've been still yeah. doing this i feel like i've been doing the exact same thing except my hair just keeps getting longer so i think it looks very nice thank you it's 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 dangerously long because i can't it's hard to play soccer i need like a headband or something anyway like grapple play style headband yes absolutely been I'll just watching watching uh, yes please been watching movies tv you know um watched the thing with kurt russell last night mm. great movie great horror movie from the 80s he's great he was uh cool. did lots he come of over to your house or did thing. you watch remotely i it was over Zoom because <laughs> we had to do it safe. He was both in the movie and on my Zoom screen. We screen shared and watched it together. Um, cool. Yeah, he holds a lot of dynamite very aggressively in that movie, but it's it's cool. It's about it's kind of like the movie Alien, except it takes planet, place in Antarctica. So, Perfect. yeah, good stuff. Uh, what's up, Matt? Um, so, I have officially harvested from my garden. Uh, I got oh, yeah. I got one zucchini so far. And uh, two yellow squash and a couple golden grillers, which are these like lemon shaped little squash things and a a bunch of basil and stuff. But and then I think by this time next week, I will have ripe tomatoes. So if you guys are in need of some cherry tomatoes, yes, you know where to go. And that's my porch to pick them up from a basket or something. I will be right over. Okay. I'm in your neighborhood like not super often, but often enough. I'll be over. I'll pick some up. Alright. Oh yeah. Nicely done. That's cool, man. I wish I had a yard and a garden. Oh, no, also I'm happy to share the spoils. Matt and I were kind of talking about this before, but I was like um looking at job listings and uh looking I can't remember how I started looking or why, or some just got recommended to me. First, some remote con- positions for companies that are based in Europe and the UK. But then I just started like looking at jobs in the U- UK and Europe, and none of them mention any like the the pro- the job listing requirements for jobs here are far more strict. Even though we know that they often aren't in actuality, but ostensibly they're way more strict than they are in the in Europe and the UK. So I'm just gonna start. Throwing my uh, resume at places in Europe and see if they'll take me and swoop me off of the soil. <laughs> we'll see what happens. And we talked about maybe having to uh, change the hours of the podcast, Trevor. So just as a heads up. All right. I'm ready. I'm done. <laughs> okay, cool. What's up, Any- Trevor? Anything what's what's for the new, pod? man? Um, let's see. New stuff. Oh, uh, a final, final update. Uh, I finished The Last of Us 2. How was it? Nice. Um, I was talking about the game with a buddy of mine. I might have mentioned this before. But anyway, I was talking about it with him, and he was talking about the first Last of Us. And he said that when he played through it, he felt like it was one of about two games that he's ever played that he could like honestly give it a 10 out of 10. Like, it's a perfect game. I played okay. The Last of Us, and I agree that it's a very good game. The Last of Us Part 2 is better than the first one, for okay. sure. It wow. is so good. Like, the gameplay is pretty much the same as the first game. Like, you kill zombies, and then you kill people, and you go through and, like, do all that. But the story is incredible. Like, I've never been more drawn in to a story from a video game. I always thought that was, like, a nerdy thing to do, to, like, pay attention and care about the story and get, like, drawn in and emotional (laughs) about it. But, like, yeah, it's a super good... I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's a very, very good game. And I definitely cried at the end. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. All right, I love cool. it. It's really good. Love to see it. Yeah, I need a. I really need to branch out, play more video games, like different video games, not necessarily more video games. I could play the same amount of time. I could spend the same amount of time playing video games, but just play different ones because less FIFA Ultimate Team. Less FIFA, dude. It's, not, it's just so <laughs> FIFA Ultimate Team is so fun, and then and then like FIFA Twenty One is going to be coming out in a few months. And it's like, do I want to do the same thing all over again? My team is so good right now, but like, there's no point of 
I'm just such a sucker, honestly. It really sucks. I'm a sucker too. I get it. I can't handle the the FIFA game. Like I, I want to get into FIFA and I want to get better at FIFA and I want to play it. But like I bought FIFA 11 like years and years and years ago, and then yeah. when FIFA, I think it was like 15 or 16 or so, somewhere on there, I bought one of those new, mm-hmm. and then I just, I can't bring myself to buy them every single every year single or every year, other year. Yeah. I can't do it. Like it's. I was. Yeah, I, I was doing every other year for a while, but. Dude. Yeah, I, I talk a lot about playing video games. Like that's a big part of my. It's not like I spend like maybe five or six hours a week playing video games, uh-huh. and most of it's on a weekend. So I, I can't justify. It. I don't know how people do. It's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It sucks. Anyway, might not buy it. Probably will. Guess we'll see. If I get a job, then I will. <laughs> that's a good idea (laughs) although that's not very enticing because i just complained about it so maybe i should try to not uh, if i don't get a job then i will buy it (laughs) that's that seems backwards yeah that might be the wrong approach too i think i should divorce buying fifa from any sort of job future yeah i think that's good disincentivize it i'll i'll do that but yeah anyway um what else, what else is new, guys? What's going on? I uh, I started watching The West Wing again the other day, mm-hmm. and I remembered. What? See, I'm torn on the show because I like the show, but <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, I, I was gonna all say. the characters are so bad. I'm and like, kind of like anti West Wing. Like, I understand the. Uh, I, I like Sorkin's style is interesting and it's engaging, but yeah. like. The show itself is just like such a it, it, honestly, I think a lot of like the bad things about the political c- culture in this country come from uh, the idea of it actually being like West Wing, which is not how any yeah. of anything works. So people have this like a weird glorified idea of how politics actually is in this country. And it's because of that show. And it's like, yeah, it's I see why people like it. But like, I mean, that's like the thing. Said, like, it's, the characters are so dumb, and they're supposed to not be dumb. Like, but you think, like, it's crazy. Like, that's the thing. Like, like I said, like it's as a TV show goes. Like, it's a good TV show. I don't yeah. think there's any real. Like, it's a good drama. There's good characters and like development mm-hmm. and all that crap that you want out of a TV show. It does a lot of good things. But when I first watched it, the first time I watched it all the way through was like just it was like during Donald Trump's like campaign, like 2016. And there was like a lot of parallels to be found in the show with like the Democrats and Republicans. And like, you kind of see how everything is kind of like, like it's similar to what goes on at least publicly, you know? Yeah. And anyway, so at the time, like it kind of informed my politics, like my personal politics a little bit. And then like Trump was elected. I finished the show and I went back and like started rewatching some of the episodes and I realized just like how boring and dull and like <laughs> not getting anything done they all are. Like they're all gung ho about like making change and like they're gonna fix the world. And it's just like a very feel good show that way. But they don't accomplish anything. It's like ever the, well, the, whole the whole show, show is, is just like, like everybody like trying hate. to get along with everybody. Yes, well, but also hating like, everybody at the same time. They're like the way to, the way for politics to be a thing and the way to accomplish change is to simply have a debate and let the greatest points win. I'm going to show up with my fact sheet and then I'm going to have the better facts and then I'm going to win, which is not how anything actually happens. So like you said, oh. nothing actually gets done in that show. But anyway, um, that's good. That's good. That you're watching some some uh legacy you know drama tv it's pretty good this makes me want to watch veep i have not watched that show actually i don't like watching i watch the last political tv show i actually watched was house of cards and Um, boy both inside and outside of that world um got really bad (laughs) yeah Yeah. house of cards was really fun for like a season and a half like maybe two seasons it was really fun and a good show yeah and then it just like fell off a cliff in the third season and then also it was supposed to save itself in the fourth and it just kept going so bad and then also kevin spacey's on some like (laughs) serious epstein stuff (laughs) yeah then kevin spacey went Spacey. He reprised his character as yeah. Oh boy. Uh, anyway, so I just like haven't gotten into political TV other than that. I think the Succession's kind of close, but I don't know. Um, 
Sopranos. That's political TV. That's that's my yeah. kind of political. Is TV. it? I don't is know. It I like this political. <laughs> no, I mean, it kind it's a, of is. It's a different kind is. of political. Yes. I think it's, a, yeah, I think it's a better kind of political. But anyway, fun, anyway. Um, yeah. So sh- let's, should we talk MLS now that we actually have MLS to talk about? Yeah. So I actually rearranged notes and news slightly. Sorry. Oh, um, oh let's double check. Let's see what happened. Because the first item isn't ready yet. So oh, we sorry. need to change first items. So I, I thought to delay it slightly, we could talk about how, uh, yeah, we're going to have some fans in our <laughs> local stadium for a soccer game. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So Real, Sol- <laughs> or, excuse me, Real Monarchs. Yeah, let's just let's SLC. dig into this. Let's go. Real Monarchs SLC are hosting a match. And they are saying that they're going to let up to 5,300 people go to this yeah, match. 25% of capacity, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's a bad idea. I, yeah, think I mean, it's, indisputably, right? Let's, I think let's yes. not be political and like watch our words here. Let's just call a spade a spade. This is a terrible idea. No. And it's, yeah. it's so like, uh, there is no evidence at all that this is going to go well, that it's going to work, <laughs> that people are, are going to be protected, that players are going to be protected, I, yeah. that like have, there's no evidence at all I that it's going to be even a remotely problem. good idea right now. Right. I have a ton of problems with it. One, I, honestly, I don't, I don't like if they actually do this, if they go through with it, I don't know how many people are going to get sick or anything like that. Um, but I'll, I'll, the message that it sends <laughs> I think is really poor, poorly timed when we are currently today had our highest number of coronavirus cases. Yeah. We don't have an actual like a statewide mask m- mandate or anything like that. Um, oh, well, they're so, talking about it, Kyle. I they're they're, they're discussing. Very, I love how yeah, like, yeah, that. I love how they've passed. I just like the delegation for who's responsible for everything has gone all the way down to the county now, which is so funny to me and horrific. But um yeah, I think it's really bad. A really bad idea. <laughs> like it's stupid. Yeah. Like no one else to is give, doing this, right? No one else. No, there's there's some other it. USL teams that have said that they're like going to try, but also like they've they're doing it in like five thousand seat stadiums, so it's going to be a much smaller number of people allowed in. But so is this gonna is this supposed to happen at Rio Tinto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is at Rio Tinto. I'm so sorry. I I do appreciate that like they've well there's two parts of this i appreciate what they've done i really don't appreciate how they did it so they announced that the they were going to do this thing they were going to sell tickets and let people into the stadium and at the time that they announced it they had like no information about safety protocols or or where your seats are going to be or whether masks were going to be required or not they had like no information they were just like mm-hmm. everybody now, buy will, tickets to this game i will that's say what they said um from what i heard that information was not it hadn't been made available but they had already decided how they would you know account for those things so yeah that information like, should have been available initially that's but what i'm saying like, if you're gonna do that you've got to put all of it out at once you can't just be like oh yeah. hey buy tickets and then two days later be like oh yeah by the way we are gonna put like hand sanitizer stations we are gonna have people enforcing the social distancing thing you're not yeah. gonna be allowed to sit together you are gonna be three or four seats apart and you are they are going to mandate masks and like those are all like good things they're no-brainer things yeah like they don't negate the terrible idea of putting 5300 people inside a space yeah the like yeah to incentivize people to get together in such large groups is probably i think what i have the biggest problem with like it's irresponsible right yeah we know outside is is safer but like at a sporting match when people are screaming and then there's obviously like people are going in groups and it's crowded. There's lines like, yeah, but like the it, to like if, if people are getting together in groups outside of this in large groups, whatever, like that's not ideal. But to like literally create a situation in which that's the point is really weird to me. I think for that's profit. Right. Well, like, yeah, yeah. that's like we don't. There's a lot of things wrong with it, but the other the big one for me is like it we're doing this just so we can make a buck 
if we were if we were like, there's not our different like the dissonance is is like super striking to me so before that inner miami and orlando city game started there was this big like espn sports are back like promo video that just, like very dramatic like showing all these highlights and crowds and whatever and be like it's been it's been a long journey but sports are finally i don't the distance between like me sitting here watching that meanwhile looking at like our highest case totals in a day in utah and as a country we're just now hitting more records like we're as a country are hitting our highest records i just i have no idea how I don't know. This is like an incredibly confusing time for everyone, but like it, yeah. that dissonance is like really weird, and I it's striking and making me really nauseous to think about. So, yeah, I don't like the idea of um, the bubble stuff with the leagues or whatever. I think is already a risk as it is, let alone doing this with fans. Um, yeah, very anti that. So one of the interesting things about the way the USL is doing this is that uh, they've basically set it up so you're playing in a region. And if it's, I think, fewer than 500 miles you'll have to travel for a game, then you take a bus, which Which sounds terrible. Because then you're just putting everyone even longer in an enclosed space. Yeah, that's the other uh, yeah. stupid part about it's, this it's USL plan. Like there is like at least with MLS, NWSL, NBA, there's, you know, a bubble. And whether or not that bubble's successful or a good idea or whatever, we could talk about that. But at least they're like doing something to like mitigate transmission yeah, of this pre- disease. Pretending to try at least, right? Yeah, but USL yeah. isn't at all. Like they're still like, oh yeah, get on a bus for nine hours. We yeah, we have players isolated in Florida and we're still getting, as we'll talk about, a ton of cases. Like, compare that to USL attempting to do kind of what probably what they're doing, except with fans, but like with the Premier League, who hasn't had a case for like weeks and weeks. So I I, I don't understand. <laughs> and they're also doing it with USL players where like the richest USL player probably like doesn't make a million dollars. Like these guys yeah, are yeah. all making like 25 to 60,000 a year, like. I don't yeah. know what their health insurance is like, but it's probably not the greatest. Happen. Yeah. Like, I, why? <laughs> this yeah. just seems so unnecessary. <laughs> like, There's nothing good about this, right? Yeah. Everyone should just remain. Oh, Nani just scored in the 98th minute oh, to give Orlando the guy. win. Wow. One of my favorite things about this COVID Sorry. soccer thing that we're doing right now is that mm. there's like mandatory water breaks in every game in both halves of every game. And so it just leads to like six to 10 minute stoppage times in the second half, like constantly yeah. always. This one is, I wonder how much, like what the actual stoppage time was. Um, because that dude that got, um, had to get EMT off the field. Uh, that, took oh, yeah, that probably added because sure. they had, oh, yeah. not only was it like, does that normally take a long time when they bring stretchers out, but it took them like forever because, because of like extra precautionary stuff they were doing. So it was like a solid 10 minutes, I think. So yeah, I wonder how much. Wow, I can't believe Nani scored. I thought that was going to be a draw. Yeah, it's still going. It's like the 99th minute and we're in stoppage time still. So I hope Miami scores. And anyway, yeah, I <laughs> I just don't understand the point of, of this. Like, why are we? Why are we doing this? MLS, I guess, in I mean, theory, this is okay. But, do you uh, really want to deep dive into why we're it's, doing this? It's super simple. Just to recuperate as much lost money as possible. Um, I mean, that's yeah. why MLS is doing it. But why like people are putting up with this? Uh, we could go on for a very long time about that. But let's yeah. have some let's have some patriotism. Be a patriot out there and care for your fellow Americans by wearing a mask. It's pretty if you care about America, care about your fellow Americans. It's an excellent way to start. Be be a patriot. Do what Mel Gibson would do in the movie The Patriot. Oh no. Wow, that was mm-hmm. a messy ninety eighth minute goal. There was ten minutes of stoppage, by the way. Wow. MLS. So, this also means we can't really talk about our second item yet 
because that match isn't <laughs> over and we were just going to check on the result. So Honestly, let's just say the result's ongoing and uh, yeah. Orlando probably it, will win. Yeah, if it changes, we'll 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 speak it. And we nice. can move to item three here. Yes, absolutely. Which is uh, that MLS is back, but um, FC Dallas is not. And also maybe not Nashville. And yeah. uh, who would like to take this item and talk about why things have gone so, so, so poorly with both of those teams? Do you we know also, about it, Trevor? I mean, kind of. You know, I, mean, I can talk about it if you guys want. But. <laughs> you should. I, I All I saw were like veiled. Like I saw Peter Vermees say some like pretty thinly veiled negative comments about these two teams, um, implying that there had there were players who were deliberately disobeying the rules, I guess. But oh, weird. take it away. Who, Matt? I actually have not seen that, so it just oh, took me a second either. to process, but <laughs> yeah. Peter Vermees so, uh, was like saying stuff about how I I caught it. I, I, I tuned into Taylor Twelman like live on ESPN earlier. And he had just finished uh, talking to Vermees, I think. And so he he was talking about um, about it. And then he immediately had Taylor, or he had uh, Sam Stachel and Paul Tenorio on, and they were both talking about it as well. So the best reporting duo since uh, what's their names? That, you know, uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, <laughs> how did I actually forget their names from Watergate? Oh, the Frost Watergate. Nixon. What? Frost Nixon. No, that's Frost. something else entirely, isn't it? Nixon was the one who got... <laughs> those are, sorry, you said Watergate, and those are the two names that come to my it's mind. A, I have no idea. Woodward and Bernstein, right? Pro- probably. Um, <clears throat> Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, great, the, great journalists at the time, at least. I was going to say, the two that I've paid most attention to regarding this whole bubble reporting thing have been Stay School and Tenorio, and they've been... Same. On top of it. And also that time. MLS bubble. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. MLS, no, the MLS COVID cup <laughs> is what it is, which is my favorite thing in the world. I was so it was like last episode or the episode before we were talking about like alternate names for this tournament. And mm-hmm. as soon as we got off, I was like, COVID cup, we should have called it COVID. And then like that it's became a thing on Twitter. But it's so much better than everything we talked about. Let's no, I thought that well, Kyle was it you that brought up the uh, Simon Borg Memorial Trophy? <laughs> that's what I wanted so bad. Yeah, I think that's the best suggestion we've had. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. yeah, FC Dallas has had ten positive cases so far. They're actually apparently still in the bubble, but have withdrawn uh, from the tournament entirely. With, right? Yeah, and they're under strict quarantine. Which good. That's probably the right thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, cor- it's not but the right of course thing. It's, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the right the thing from... is to just cancel the whole tournament. Well, yeah, but you but can't just send them all home we're... immediately, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you it's like you're sick. Go get on an airplane. It'll be fine. <laughs> even if they do cancel it at this point, all those players, everyone still has to stay there, likely because yeah. I mean, unless unless <laughs> everyone else takes enough, like no matter what, Dallas and Nashville um, are going to have to be there for a while. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Dallas had 10 cases. Nashville has uh, reported 10 or nine. Um, so there, of course, there are some, there's some speculation about, about uh, how many cases is too many. It's apparently nine is okay. <laughs> 10 is too much. It's okay and, so uh, far. They don't want to announce that Nashville has to go home, like in the <laughs> middle of their opening game. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, like no, for the sure they're going to announce in... it like later tonight or early tomorrow morning. When is their first game? Oh, uh, it was this... supposed to be today, and it was pushed back. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was postponed. So in Nashville and Chicago, maybe? Trying to trying to keep track of like what's actually going on with like the fixtures. I'm looking on fixtures on FopMob, and like there's postponed, and then now we have a postponed mat. So we have the regular matches from the regular season are showing as postponed. And now we're in this fake tournament where these matches are getting postponed. So it's really hard for me to tell what's actually supposed to be a real match or so today i can't i can't keep track of this so they're supposed to play yeah. the galaxy today oh no was it the galaxy no the fire sorry yeah yeah chicago okay that got postponed 
and their Saturday game against the Revolution. That may have been a regular season game. That one got postponed. They're supposed to play the Union next Tuesday. Um, so what happens when when now these teams are <laughs> likely another team is going to drop out? What happens to the whole format of this tournament, bro? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Get Charlie Davies to come do another draw with Pink. Oh Pong no, Ball. I would watch that. I oh, hope that'd so. be the best part. They talked about. Um, I think it was Group A was lopsided. One of the groups was like super lopsided, and that was a big concern. And one of the teams that like pulled uh, somebody pulled out, and they like pulled out of Group A, and everybody's like, "Oh, this is perfect now." And then I don't. Yeah, this is the problem. It's like you said. I can't keep track of everything. So many things are happening, and none of them are good with this tournament. It's so difficult to like n- know what's going on at any given point. I know that, yeah, because I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, like Colorado had to pull out or is showing up late or postpone their match or something like that as well, right? Yes. Our something happened with Colorado. Colorado. Well, they had players who tested positive and I think are not, didn't go. I yeah. think. I think they, they left. Yeah, so we, they started to go and then didn't have all the tests back and had to come back from the bus to the airport. So they were on their way to the airport and were told, turn back. You don't have all your tests back yet. So, so you're telling that story. And I feel like that was actually Nashville's story or maybe New England's because like there's not been a single team that like has had zero issues getting toward Other than either. RSL, oddly. That I can, I mean, I'm not paying close attention to anyone else, really, but like. So Toronto's an interesting one. What's what's Uh, going on with Toronto? So they wanted to delay it as much as possible, because wouldn't you know, the Canadian government has done a considerably better job on this. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. And uh, so they they waited and waited. And their their team doctor apparently tried to keep them from going, but. So I think they finally made it. Did you hear, speaking of Toronto, um, Toronto's uh, USL team, Toronto FC2, just pulled out of USL, like, entirely. They were like, we're not going to do it. Wow. Like, they announced that today. They're in USL League One, and they were just like, we're just going to pull out of the season. We're not going to compete. And they basically said it's because we're in Canada and we don't want to leave Canada. Well, yeah. (laughs) I don't blame them. It wasn't those words, but that's what they were saying. Americans are currently banned from going to... We're banned from going to New York, and then all Americans are banned from going to the the European Union. (laughs) Can we go to England? Oh, they're still part of the EU, right? uh, Has Brexit kicked in? No, I thought Brexit kicked in a couple months ago. I don't know. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Who knows? We can only keep track of one country's garbage pile. (sighs) <sighs> so just keep track of all of it but speaking of rsl natum stayed home um had a really good post on his instagram this uh, i think josh from the rival pod pointed out it like i think everyone who i would assume that the vast majority of people who listen to this or the rsl show or share that type of player support are supportive of natum choosing to stay home um and I haven't Josh seen also, or heard of anybody like being opposed to it or like criticizing agreed. him for it at all. Yeah, which is good because <laughs> that would maybe you'd be telling on yourself twice potentially. But yeah. um, uh, Josh mentioned that this it would be really sad if we didn't get to see Natum uh, in an RSL shirt again, which agreed. I agree with. Yeah. Well, Natum said, I mean, kind of. He didn't outright say it, but he kind of leaned into that a little bit with his Dude, Instagram statement too. He was like. I'm really sad to not be going to Orlando and in case like I'm not able to play for the rest of the season. Something, something, something. I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Something like that. Classy or whatever. He's the best person. Just period. Yeah, he is. He rules. But he's the only player from RSL who stayed home, Mm -hmm. which uh, Jake had tweeted that he'd heard another player was going to stay home, but he's been seen in Orlando. So, that's right. There you go. Um, yeah, so we we got the whole squad. Um, Did you hear yeah, about? I, I just want to bring this up real quick. Did you hear how many players from Vancouver elected to stay home? No, no, <laughs> like legitimately six or seven. Oh, ouch! Yeah, that doesn't. They're just not going either. to Orlando at all. 
Yeah, um, I don't blame them, but it's a lot. Yeah, and yeah. like several of them are starters. So good on Vancouver for still deciding to show up, even though they're a terrible team and they're missing half their starters. Like what? Never mind. I'm yeah. going to go on a rant if I keep talking about this. <laughs> we don't have time for rants today. So. I know. <laughs> no. And any, yeah, we could do the. This has all been one long COVID podcast for the last few months, but <laughs> yeah, starting um, with Robbie Russell, right? That was. I know. I wonder how he's doing. I wonder that too. Um. Hope. Hopefully, well. But only we I had mean, some way of contacting him. Yeah. Uh, it seems. Hey, dude, how you? How you doing? <laughs> Let's just send him a quick text. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we technically could, but uh, I'm sure he's so, not busy at all. I know. Yeah, probably not. So for RSL, I mean, one of our best players isn't playing, but I honestly don't care. So it's fine. I mean, I don't care that he's like. I'd rather him. I'd rather anyone who doesn't want to go not go. Like yep. that's totally cool. Um, Eric Holt's going to be probably filling that spot. Yeah. I uh, so or it's a question between, between him and Marcelo. So one mm-hmm. thing that Tyron Marshall, our assistant coach said on, I think it was ESPN 700 just a couple days ago was that, uh, Eric Holt's been pretty surprising and, and really pushing up against that, that first team spot, which is interesting. Um, but then Marcelo Silva is also, you know, definitely in the conversation. I would I would sort of expect to go a little conservative there, play Marcelo Silva. Agreed. But at the same time, there's been no soccer for three months. And so, you know, I don't know what that does to a young player or an old player or someone in between. I don't know. Yeah. Seems like a very personal thing. Like how well yeah. do you train? How well like do you eat well during quarantine? I don't. Mm, I don't. I also don't play professional soccer, clearly. Um, but you know. Yeah. It's a hard time for everybody, right? Yeah. Yes, it really is. Um, man. Yeah, so I, I mean, I would expect we see Glad and Silva, which is a yeah. really good center back pairing. Um, yeah. We're actually pretty lucky that we have uh, three starting caliber center backs, and all three of them are pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, first match theoretically is going to be <laughs> going to be this Sunday against and the Rapids. Colorado's right? had their share of cases, right? Not, yeah. not nearly as many as Dallas or Nashville yet. Yeah, but. so the, the schedule is the 12th versus the Rapids, the 17th against Minnesota, 22nd against Sporting Kansas City, um, which is the famed match in the morning, as it were. 7 a.m. waking up in the morning. Yeah, um, and that really well, oh, thinking about July the yeah, thinking about July twenty second, I'd be. That's it's ten days after this Sunday. I'd be surprised if we're still playing. But hey, yeah, we yeah. shall see, right? I, I guess know. it'll be interesting. If if nothing else, this is giving us something interesting to look at while we're safe at home. Hopefully, mm-hmm. but, no, it's you know. not. I'm sorry humans, to be the pessimist, right? Matt, but this is not interesting to me at all. <laughs> this whole thing. Like, oh, we we had two games at the beginning of the season before they shut everything down. If you remove those two games, like, we are legitimately, like, seven months away from the last time this team played competitive soccer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, th- we're two or three months away as it stands now. Like, this first game that we're going to play, what, what is it, Saturday? Yeah, like this is we're, we're analyzing and treating this game like it's a regular season game that we can like prepare for or we know anything about any of the players like fitness or like form or anything. We don't like Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing to know about this, right? Aside from here are the players that are eligible. Yeah, like tune in to see the game, sure, but Yeah. I don't I I don't know. Disagree with me, but I personally don't see any value in like trying to analyze or prepare for this game give any kind of match preview because there's we don't have anything to go on whatsoever we don't have anybody at training we don't have anybody asking the coach questions before the game like (laughs) nothing we got nothing this is worse than preseason (laughs) preseason is pretty great though so you know it is because people can go to it like we could travel to it and we can talk to people you can't do that with this 
You guys want to go to preseason in four years when it's safe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Man. As long as it's still in Arizona, sure. Yeah. <laughs> if they a, move yeah. preseason to like Florida or something, no way. I'm not traveling yeah, that no. far for that. But that cool. sounds so fun. So uh, Florida. the next item we've got on our roadmap here is pretty please add sportsbook odds <laughs> being added to MLSsoccer.com site to today's Google Doc. Jeez Louise. I'm so Who glad that, that not only not only did you put that in the document exactly as I posted it, but you also just read it out completely. That's pretty yeah. good. Tell us tell us about the betting, Trev. So this is a new thing. This is fun for me and maybe like four other people. Um, but I want to talk about it for a second. So if you go to the like MLS website, you'll notice a new thing. They've got all the games like up on top and it looks like they've actually got like the regular, regular season games on there. Maybe, or maybe these are COVID nice. cups games. Anyway, yeah, if you look at the, if you look at the games, they've got, um, odds like betting odds next to all the games. And that was a new thing that people noticed today. And it's fun. Like the, so no it's like because gambling no, has been I a thing betting on sports has been a thing like in europe forever they've had shirt sponsors from like b win and bet 365 and it's all very these other. Yes. it's very normal and it's finally a thing that's like coming to mls and they're like embracing it even though this is my favorite part even though it's still not legal in like most states in this country <laughs> yeah but uh, like what states is it legal in I know it's legal in. I know it's oh, New Jesus. Jersey, New Jersey, Delaware, and a bunch of a bunch of states on the East Coast um, did it. I think Florida has, California not New probably York has. Because I know people that go into Jersey just to like, yeah, bet. So. yeah. Um, well, no, because that's the thing. Like they've so in New York, it's different for like in person, like casinos and sports books. You have uh-huh. to go to New Jersey for that, but I think they allowed uh, like online gambling which has mostly been pushed lately by like DraftKings or like FanDuel. Like those are the two big American companies that have like pushed it. And like I said, I, I don't know exactly, but I think it's legal in like 10 how... or 12 or 15 states. Yeah. And I'm really now interested in how, embracing like, it. Those, how these companies function like DraftKings and all that with it being illegal in like every state, but sort of not. I, it, I, I it's think just it's like funny. weird gray area, right? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Because I mean, Definitely people outside or in, yeah, in states where it's illegal can still like sign up and participate. You just have to like establish either like a VPN or just like use Uh somebody else's address and somebody else's like information, which happens, but you just have to, they have to believe, oh yeah, they're easy and cheap and everybody can get one. But yeah, you basically just establish yourself as a customer that lives in that state. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's like some tax considerations that you can get in trouble with if you're not careful but either way yeah it's definitely possible to get on those um kind of sites outside of the states where it's legal that's good to know don't ask me how because i'm not on DraftKings or FanDuel or anything like that i just know that people are uh-huh yeah right but DraftKings and FanDuel are like <laughs> pickums rather than like a straight sports book so it's a little bit different yeah. but it's still like falls under the category of gambling mm-hmm. which okay. is fun all right well maybe one day i'll learn enough to be able to you know place a couple better unis if i don't say so myself if you want to learn you. i am happy to teach you but it's incredibly boring if you're not actually interested in it so i'll save you guys the 10 minute speech on this thank you but if anybody wants to know, I'm I'm happy to explain it to you and break it down. All right. I just think betting on MLS is like the weirdest thing. Oh, it's kind of goofy. Like yeah. You never know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, MLS is the yeah it's most the chaos league. Well, and see, I'll go into this just tiny bit, just because it's okay. fun and it pertains to the conversation. So with sports betting, obviously they have like the result. You could bet on the result, who's going to win, or whether it's going to be a draw, or you know, that's what most people think of when they think of sports betting, but with soccer especially, but also with every other sport, they have uh, prop bets, which are basically, you can bet on so many different aspects of the game. Uh, You can bet on like which team is going to score first, whether Mm -hmm. both teams are going to score, whether teams are going to score in the first half or the second half, 
Um, you can bet on total number of goals in the game. You can bet on specific players scoring a goal. You can bet on who's going to win more corner kicks, like which team is going to get more corner kicks or, or how many corner kicks a specific team is going to get. Like there's so many more things to bet on than just simply like the end result that you can still, if you dig into that kind of stuff, there's a lot of really easy bets to win even in MLS in like the prop bet kind of stuff. The results obviously is up for grabs a lot of times. Yeah. But yeah, if you get into stuff like corner handicaps or like total goals scored or like over-unders and stuff like that, you can definitely win money betting on MLS. Okay. It's fun. Cool. All right. I like it. Kyle, you want to take the next item? Yeah. Um, let's see. So they mentioned it a bunch on the ESPN broadcast today during um, – uh, during this first game, but also we mentioned it last time how there's uh, a black coalition of players, um, players, MLS's black players for change is what it's called. But um, yes, they announced on Juneteenth. There's a really good interview um, in the athletic with, is it just Sam Sashkul that they did it with? Oh, and Paul Tenorio. Wow. Of course. That, that classic <laughs> duo. Um, but yeah. They're not, not going to go through the whole thing. It's really long, but really good interview. Um, and I believe with, it's open without the paywall. Yes, I believe it is. So go check it out, even if you don't have an athletic subscription. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super good. Um, something that I thought was interesting uh, that I've been thinking that has come up a lot is like coaching. Um, because at some point, I think they mentioned that Ali Curtis is he the only black player or black coach in the league? Uh, Robin nope. Frazier. Yeah. Robin, Robin Frazier is the one that comes uh, to mind. And I can't remember. Only one of them was born in the United States, I think. And so they're talking about like black Americans, but like um, they, st- they um, distinctly like the players talk about. And Sam Stachel mentions that I think it was with, with Ali Curtis's hiring. Um, they mentioned that even though like, the way they describe his hiring is that they were going out on a limb to hire him, despite the fact that he was more qualified than a lot of coaches in MLS and that, that, that description. And I think that like, we know how much us soccer in particular is just like this old boys club. We see the same coaches get recycled among like different teams, the national team, all different ranks of the national teams, youth, all of that. And it's the same type of, it's like the same group of guys. Um, like all from that same like Bruce Arena era. And uh, yeah, so there's some good stuff in there where they talk about like paths to like career paths, like post being a professional soccer player um, and just a ton of other stuff in here. Um, yeah, it's it's super good. I don't know what else I can really pick out of this because the entire thing I read, the I it honestly took me like 45 minutes to read, but it's really good. So there was a, a a little demonstration at the beginning of the match tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't watch that. Can one of you speak to that? Yeah. Trevor, did you watch it or was it just uh, No, you I mean, I definitely saw it on Twitter. I can speak with some authority on it, but go ahead. Yeah, so they did the um so all the they they did a moment of silence. They did 8, eight minutes 46 seconds of silence for George Floyd's murder. Um, but they also brought out, um, so they had the two teams on the field, the subs for both teams, um, and then black players from all the teams were out there. Um, and I don't know, the only RSL player I saw out there was just Sam Johnson. I know um, a few others could, could have potentially been down there, but I only saw Sam Johnson mainly because he was in Kai Kamara's Instagram story. So um so he made a cameo in that but they had all the black players down on the field um as well and they did a really solid moment of silence that was super poignant and really long um and good and really i mean it's pointing in that that was a long time and if you think about why it was that long then yeah it's it was pretty heavy but yeah it was it was super good that was impressive and um yeah, I saw some people like, okay, that was really good. Let's it's all going to be downhill from here in MLS in the MLS COVID Cup, so we might as well cancel it now. Yeah, yeah, it was solid. Great. Anyone? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what else we can really say on this, but like what we should say. But 
read that article with, with Sam Stagecoal in the interview with um, those dudes from the Black Players for Change. Um, Natum, the reason I think, um, I don't know his it, what his involvement in the group is, but he retweeted a video um, that's called MLS is Black, and it's a video of a lot of um, black players in MLS. Super good video. So, yeah, uh, yeah check that on out on Natum's page. I don't know. I didn't see... I don't follow a ton of like MLS players, but um, that's there. And then that article and uh, yeah, highly recommend. Yeah. I was this, just going to chip in. That was what they, um, the players, the the black players that were all lined up. It looked like they had, um, they all had face masks on and they all had the same shirt on the shirt. It said silence is violence. And mm-hmm. then on the face mask, I believe they all had, uh, it was like the MLS's back logo, but they'd all put it or change it. So it said MLS is black. Mm, is one of the yeah. things they did as well. Yeah, it was good. So yeah, this for me that is hashtag one of the few, going like, around. One of the few really good things that's come out of this tournament is is this show of support. And it, of course, it's crazy that you know these two things are uh, you know top priority at this time uh, mm-hmm. simultaneously. Um, that's the world we're in, though. And um, but it, you know it's. As much as I think we shouldn't be returning to sports, being able to push that in the national narrative, I think has some real value. And you know, I, I yeah, it's a good I, sign of solidarity, especially yeah. when all this stuff's going on. And it's more than than we've seen before, right? Oh, for sure, no, that's more. good. Okay. Um, I just wish people didn't have to risk their lives to uh, show that support. <laughs> Yeah, and their livelihoods, because I, I think if you w- willingly sit out, I don't know if it works the same in MLS, but in the NBA, if you are able to go and you choose not to, then you are not getting paid for that. But I don't know if it's the same in MLS. But yeah, yeah. they've said they'll levy fines. I think because it, you know, it, it comes down to the CBA in some way. Yeah. So well, I, I don't know exactly how it shakes out, but you know, yeah. Well, I think that was that part of the that Premier League money. I think that was part of the whole negotiations. Cause I mean, at the beginning when they were still negotiating this tournament, they still hadn't ratified the CBA. And so they kind of had to work this tournament into that. So I'm sure, mm-hmm. and I don't remember, I'm sure somebody reported it somewhere, but I feel like that was one of the big sticking points was that if players wanted to stay home, they would still get paid. Yeah. At least partial. I don't know if they'd get paid the whole thing, but I, yeah. I remember that being a part of the conversation. Good. Yep. Okay, should we move on to the analysis portion of the pod? Sure. Okay. First, <laughs> oh, item one is... real quick, I just wanted to point oh, yeah. out one more thing. But we would we ugh, we would be remiss to fail to mention the fact that Thierry Henry is also a coach in MLS right now. Oh yeah, yeah. and he I I I, I uh, mentioned that in Slack earlier, but I keep forgetting he's a coach of the Montreal Impact. Who they also have Victor Wanyama, who just most recently played for Tottenham Hotspur. Um. And Arsenal and Tottenham play this weekend, I think. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, Thierry Henry, uh really glad he's back in the back in the league. I like that guy. Yeah. Great player, great historic player, great Arsenal player. <laughs> Just can't say enough good things about Thierry Henry. Great goal scorer. New York Red Bulls legend first, Arsenal second, obviously. <clears throat> Monaco third. Is oh. it Monaco that you played for? Yeah. Did he play okay. for money? I thought he just coached there. No, he played. That was like his first club, right? I'm yeah, a huge idiot, think, right? Yeah, I think it was a club he, he was at before he came to Arsenal. I don't remember if he had a club before that, but yeah, you know, yeah. I was thinking of his uh, coaching stint there, which did not go well. Oh, I forgot he was at Juventus briefly after Monaco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one, se- not even one season, like partial season in between Monaco right. and Arsenal. And then I forgot Barcelona too, which is funny because <laughs> in my mind he jumped straight from uh, Arsenal to New York Red Bulls. That would oh yeah, he also played for Barcelona. Well, the reason why I thought that it, the reason why I forget Barcelona is because he went back to Arsenal or he got loaned to Arsenal after or like during his New York Red Bulls. Time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which was weird. Which Scored a great FA Cup Yeah, a similar thing happened with David Beckham too, where he was like at PSG. uh, Yeah, anyway. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, weird stuff. Weird, weird analysis. Um, the match is it going to happen? Uh, (laughs) 
I honestly don't know. This kind of feels like our podcast right before COVID started or like yeah. right when that day that Rudy Gobert tested positive. We were like debating on whether it was going to happen this that upcoming weekend, <laughs> which it didn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to go back to what I was saying last time or the time before, like we've had every single step of this like sports landscape, there's been like events that have happened that influenced other sports and other events, right? So like NWSL started and they had a team pull out. MLS started, they had a team pull out. They're probably going to have two or three teams pull out in the next couple of days. And like the NWSL tournament is still going and it's all things considered seems to be very successful as far as not getting anybody else infected. They've all been inside the bubble long enough and they've all been tested long enough that if it was a problem, it would have, popped up by now but mls doesn't have the same protections inside the bubble there's still teams that are arriving with positive cases and teams that yeah. have several positive cases that are inside the bubble and more and more positive cases are coming out so i don't know i could just definitely see two or three more teams being pulled out sooner or later and then the whole tournament just being like redrew halfway through and or just camp yeah. all together like there was we're going to mention it here in a second or maybe we should just mention it now the mls the mls covid cup account basically um <laughs> which is a thrilling account apparently nobody <laughs> if people know who it is nobody's saying anything but apparently it's somebody that's inside the bubble is tweeting out all this breaking news um <laughs> before like tenorio and stay school get their hands on it but basically, yeah, they said they were the ones that started the discussion about how teams were furious at Dallas um, and Nashville for coming with positive cases and ruining the whole thing. And then, um, oh, then today they tweeted basically saying that there's a growing feeling around all the teams and players that this tournament's probably going to be canceled right after this first game or shortly after the first game because Garber just wanted to get this game in and like in the books and show off a whole bunch of new broadcast things that they were doing, like their logo plastered all over the field and the new camera angles that they were putting in. And that was the feeling was that Garber just wanted to get at least one game in and then he's okay to, or he's going to feel better about canceling the whole tournament and calling for player safety at that point. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think we're gonna go through this weekend. I think I think our game is gonna happen. Um, yeah. I think I one know. interpretation of that tweet is that every team will play one game, mm-hmm. so that every team like gets a game, and then Garber would probably feel better about canceling it. So it doesn't feel like as huge of a waste at that point. Because mm-hmm. at least we got yeah. everybody got a game out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I have no idea what's gonna happen, but I am excited. Like, if we do end up playing, like it's out of our control. I'm excited that we may be able to get to talk about an RSL game next week. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Um, I honestly, man, the camera angles wasn't about it. (laughs) That field, it's weird. It's too. The field's normal sized, which I was reassured by Taylor Twelman and John Champion. Um, but like it's too the camera's too high above the field it's like the angles are weird and the central camera has to move too much um i don't know you know not my taste <laughs> if, I, if i had to choose but yeah i'll go watch the highlights and then i'll probably will certainly choose. agree with you yeah i don't know it's fine they love those camera angles though i honestly how do you guys feel about the artificial crowd noise they they didn't do that for this I hate artificial crowd noise personally. Okay. Um, I want to hear like the players yelling. Uh, I want to hear the coaches giving instructions. Like I think okay. all that stuff is actually like actually interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure, I think crowd noise provides like some value for yeah. more passive watching. Um, you know, if you hear the crowd get excited, then it's time to look up, right? From the Sudoku puzzle you're doing on your phone. <laughs> Not that I have any experience with that, um, but. You know, at the at the same time, when I watch a Real Salt Lake match, I'm typically focused for for the entirety, and you know, I don't crowd noise doesn't add anything for me. Crowd yeah. noise adds 
here's the thing. So actual crowd noise, I love it. Obviously, it's the greatest thing in the world. It yeah, really. We're, it, we're talking about artificial crowd. Yeah, yeah, noise, Trevor. Spare I understand that. Diatribe, Trevor. <laughs> I understand why they want to put in artificial crowd noise, and yeah. like, I get it. Like, I can't really argue against it. I don't think it actively pulls away anything yeah. from the game. I don't think it's like actively hurting the viewing experience, but as it stands now, from what I've seen in the games that I've watched, it's not any better. It's not, so, yeah, it's certainly I not felt, adding anything that I don't, that I think that yeah. like it needs, you know what I mean? I hated it at first, like really badly. And then they, they started doing it. And then I like, they, they're pumping it in or whatever. And the commentators specifically for the premier league, um, for some reason I thought Fox did it poorly with, um, Bundesliga. I thought it sounded bad. But with the Premier League, I the, the commentators were kind of making fun of it for a minute, like especially because the crowd noise operator um, messed up a few times. Like they <laughs> thought somebody scored and it like just dragged yeah. wide and then the crowd was like, ah. um, I mean, that's realistic, I, though, right? Yeah, it was. But w- yeah, <laughs> it's just <laughs> weird when you there's literally no fans yeah. that you can see. Um, but I they also so the way the Premier League does it, they have a broadcast that has it and you can switch it off like um, on like it's on a different channel or on Apple TV with the app. It's like just you can just choose the broadcast you want. It's the same thing just without the crowd noise, which I think is interesting. And I like Um, but I after I didn't have the crowd noise, I missed it. And then I went back to it. Now that I've been watching Premier League with it, I really like it a lot better so i don't know it's weird yeah the option i've long been an advocate for i mean like what matt was saying like the like mic'd up segments that we get like the little bits that we get from like freddie on the sideline yelling at the players and that kind of stuff like me of mike becky and his uh, yeah like the way that the team does those i'm not really a big fan of but the idea is there and i i love that kind of thing i don't know how well that kind of mic'd up hearing the players, hearing the coach, hearing the referee works in real time. I really love like the packages that they can put together afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, I really wish they would do a better job with it. Cause right now it's just yeah. like random instructions being yelled and we get like yeah. a 30 second blip from a 45 minute half. Yep. You know what I mean? So there's a lot more that could be done with that. And I think this would be an excellent opportunity to do those kinds of things where we can actually get, audio from different conversations that happen, different commands that happen like in real time. We could do that, but I yeah, I don't know. I don't know how well it would work in real time. I I understand wanting it. I don't think it would be a good TV product though to like just yeah. not have crowd noise. I think not having it would be worse than having it. But that's me. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my take on crowd noise. Thank you for yeah. tuning in. You're welcome. Anyway, um, let's let's close her. Let's close her out. Let's go check Mike Pecky's faves and see and see. I did. Let's... I have bad news. No new favorites. <laughs> you know oh, what's so no. funny about his Twitter account is that I think his bio just says Mike Pecky and he doesn't have an actual name. He just his name is his handle. It's so his account is so it's disconcerting. But again, I, I it can't be. <laughs> it's so funny. His last four tweets, I cannot overstate how funny his last four tweets are because the most recent ones, the apology, the one after apology. that was the thumbs up after we won the game that he first game he was banned from. The one before that is him <laughs> arguing with you, sort of oh. clarifying his comments that were stupid, and then his tweet before that was like arguing about jersey with chris winger oh awesome. man. taylor ham yeah dude anyway i'm I way it. more about that than i ever thought i would i can't believe was that that was just like that was less than a year ago all yeah. that pecky stuff that was and that was august of last year right yeah man time flies i really wish we sure had those does. problems again you know i'm glad we don't but uh I wish we didn't have the problems we currently have too. So, yeah, it's yeah. I don't know if I would trade Coach does a racism for a. Well, no, I would trade Coach does a racism for millions of people dying worldwide. 
Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a deep <laughs> Yeah. I see your coach does a racism and I raise you a global pandemic. <laughs> so uh, so let's end this podcast. Um, Kyle, you are hopping off to record another podcast, right? I am, yes. Which, uh, hang on, which other yeah. podcast are you recording? It's a secret. Oh. We'll keep, we'll oh. keep, we'll keep it real. Okay, you plug, plug your other podcast then. It's the movie podcast. Just kidding. It's not. It's oh. yeah. It, it's 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 the movie podcast. It's the Cinema Soulmates, and it's oh, okay. Uh, it's good. Um, yeah, we're talking about movies. <laughs> that, <laughs> that sounds fun. great. Great preview. I'm really yeah, excited to listen to it now. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, no, I did want yeah. to tell you though. I did listen to the Brigham Young Money podcast. Uh, I've listened uh, to like the last two or three like episodes. That? It's really good. Yeah. I really like it. Right. I enjoyed a lot. Appreciate it, man. Well, hey, um, you know, I think that's it for this week, boys. Yeah. I hope we talk again next week about a. I don't know if I hope the RSL game happens, but if it does, I am looking forward to talking to you two about it. We'll, we'll talk next week, no matter what happens. Absolutely. Uh, either way, there will be something to talk about. Absolutely. Okay. All well, right. uh, good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Wow, we said that simultaneously. Because we're soulmates. Absolutely. Good night, everyone. Bye.